So, you know, go for big, juicy, fat deals instead of trying to do volume. I've always found that doing less volume but better deals just makes for a better business, less work, more profit, less liability, less stress for the most part. Obviously, there's stress in any real estate business, but that's the second takeaway, I would tell you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck. And on this podcast, you are going to learn exactly how to be a successful real estate investor step by step by me interviewing some of the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the entire country. And there's also going to be a bunch of episodes where I'm just going to individually talk about real estate deals that I've done that have been successful, some deals that haven't been successful. I'm going to talk about my weekly real estate investing lessons, stuff that I've learned from the trenches that you can learn for free on this podcast. So if you're looking to level up your game, as a real estate investor or become a real estate investor, this is the podcast to listen to. So if you do get value from the show today, please do me a favor and leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on so we can get this message in front of more people. And without further ado, welcome to the show. My name is Greg Helbeck and welcome to this week's Real Estate Investing Weekly Deal Breakdown. So today on this show, I'm going to do a part one on a flip property in San Diego. And before I do that, if you are not familiar with my show, I am a real estate investor. I've been doing this business for eight years now. I've done over 200 deals and I got a seven figure flipping and wholesaling business. I have a handful of rentals and I've invested in multiple states all across the United States, primarily in the Northeast, up in the Delaware and New York area. So I got a lot of experience. And uh, the goal of this podcast channel and YouTube channel is to share what I know with everyone so we can all grow together, you know, as they say. So this house is a condo townhouse, more of a townhouse scenario. It's like a attached single family property in San Diego. The way I found the deal was I actually took my lists and put them into a software that I use called Envelo. If you want to check them out, go to Envelo app. Com. So what I ended up doing was I looked on my niche lists and I saw that there were some properties on this niche list that were vacant. So the niche list I looked at was the tax delinquent list the area I looked at was San Diego or San Diego County. And I was looking for all the vacant properties. So I was calling some of those vacant properties. And this one ended up being vacant. It had a bunch of back taxes and it was inherited. So it was the trifecta, as we would say, of a deal. So I ended up reaching out to the owner myself on my personal cell phone. And they said that they didn't really want to sell the house because they were just going to give it back to the state. They lived back on the East Coast. They didn't really want to be bothered with it. The owner was pretty well off. His sisters were all well off, pretty sophisticated. So they basically inherited their sister's property in San Diego. They didn't want to bother with it because there was no estate open. There was no will. So it was kind of a mess on title. And he was like, I don't really want to be bothered with it. And I said, listen, you know, if I could deal with title issues, would you sell it? And he said, let me talk to my sisters and get back to you. He ended up talking to his sisters and got back to me. And he said, we'll give you the property on a quick claim deed. Now, in theory, I probably would have done that because if I could get it at the right price, I would have been willing to take that risk. But in California, and this isn't legal advice, you can't even transfer a property that's not yours, even on a quick claim deed, because you have to go through probate regardless. So I told him that and I said, listen, let's just do this the right way. I'll pay for the probate attorney. I'll deal with most of the stuff. You're going to have to do a little bit of work, but you know, not much, just some back and forth with the attorney. So he agreed. He actually told me the price. He said 275. And if you're familiar with San Diego, that is like a unicorn of unicorns. And we ended up getting in contract with me, him and his two sisters. We signed the contract. I opened up escrow and then I opened a probate file with the attorney. I had to submit all the documents they needed. It took about four and a half months to go through probate, maybe five months, actually. The attorney was like, the hearing is in November and this is November of 2023. So once we had the hearing, the court basically approved the sale. We had to get an appraisal done, not a formal appraisal, but kind of like an opinion of value. 
and the house was pretty beat up. So we ended up getting away with it. We ended up not having any issues with that. And I ended up closing on the property to purchase. The way I funded the deal was I used a private lender. So a relationship that I have with an investor of mine, who's a good friend and a colleague, I reached out to him. I said, hey, would you want a loan on this property? You know, the way I think we structured a 12% interest rate with a six month minimum, which is typical on a 12 month term, which just means that 1% a month, if I have the property for less than six months, they get at least six months worth of interest, et cetera. Don't need to go into that right now. And he said he'll do it. So he funded the entire purchase price. So when it was all said and done, I had to come to the table with like 11 grand in closing costs because there were some back HOA fees and whatnot. And I'm gonna have to pay this attorney 10 to $12,000. So I'll be out probably 25-ish thousand dollars on closing costs and probate fees and attorney fees. And then I'm planning, well, I'm not planning to, I am, am rehabbing this property. The project actually started. So I'm obviously, obviously going to go part two on it and see how accurate I was on my projections. But I think with this deal, I mean, this isn't the typical deal. You're not going to find these every day. This deal has the chance to at minimum net 200,000 profit, probably 250,000 profit, depending on how cheap we can do the rehab and what we ultimately sell it for. I think what we're going to end up doing is listing it for 675. I'm going to put about 25 into it. So, you know, we look at a 275 purchase price, 25 in closing costs and fees and stuff. So we're in 300, 325 on the rehab. Going to have another price 75 in commissions and all that kind of stuff. So we're all in for 400, like all, all in break even. And we can sell it for even 650. That's a quarter million dollars right there. We might be able to get 700. So my goal here, minimum 200 grand, maximum as much as possible. I'd love to make 300. If that's you know realistic here, it might be depending on what it sells for. But this is a absolute home run. It could be absolutely the best deal I've done in my career so far, depending on how it goes. So I found this property basically for free. Like, like I bought the tax language data, which cost a couple grand. But besides that, I mean, I, I think I sent a mail, but they never responded because they weren't planning to sell the property. So the takeaways on this deal, and obviously I'll do a part two once I close on the sales side and sell it and tell you how much the profit was, be transparent about it, is when you can get really niche with, you know, I call this like deep skip tracing. When you get really niche with that, you can find some crazy deals that people weren't even planning to sell. Because if I didn't reach out to him personally on my cell phone, he would have never sold the property. And obviously got a great price on it, but he was mentally accepted zero in his head. So now he's going to get, you know, he got 275000 I mean, that's a lot of money for anybody, even if you're well off. So the lesson is, you know, in these really vacant, distressed niche properties, when you can work these things hard, you can make big six, I've done six figure deals doing this New York and other deals, you can make some big money doing this. So definitely focus on the niches if you're cold calling and texting. I don't know, I wouldn't even use a software. I would like use your personal cell phone because you can make more of a personal connection. And the second takeaway I'll give you here is, you know, you don't need too many of these to have a great year. Shit, if I do two of these a year or three of these a year, that could be five hundred dollars to $700,000 of revenue just from two or three deals. And then all the other deals we do with the volume business we have, that's just icing on the cake, right? So, you know, Go for big, juicy, fat deals instead of trying to do volume. I've always found that doing less volume but better deals just makes for a better business, less work, more profit, less liability, less stress for the most part. Obviously, there's stress in any real estate business, but that's the second takeaway, I would tell you. And the third takeaway is kind of the same as the second takeaway is it takes the same time and effort to make 100,000 or 200,000 than it does to make 10 grand or 20 grand. It's just the numbers change, right? So go into areas where you can find these kind of spreads. I mean, obviously, San Diego is an expensive market, so it makes sense where you can do that out here. But you could do this in a market where the ARVs are 400. You got to get the house for basically free or 100 grand. But it takes the same time and effort to make big money in real estate as it does to make little money. It's just, you know, the deals you're kind of going after. So hopefully you enjoyed this. If you did and you're in San Diego, you have a deal you want to sell me or Delaware or Reno or the Hudson Valley, send me an email, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com. That's greg at velocityhousebuyers.com. Obviously, I'll do a part two once we actually sell this thing. And I hope you enjoy this and I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye.